May I speak in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How we are all looking forward to saying those words, Merry Christmas! Well, that is if we have not already said those words. Or at least written down those words. And actually, actually, no worries if you have actually said those words already. But we are in the season of Advent yet. We have not yet got into Christmas. See, Advent is a season of hopeful expectation. A season of preparation. In fact, the word Advent itself means coming. It is a season that we have been preparing with hopeful expectation for the coming of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I tend to describe Advent as a hinge where we take time to look at the past as we reflect as well to the future. In fact, it was the former bishop of Durham, N.T. Wright, who puts out a very, very interesting illustration of how we ought to sometimes read scripture. And I think this illustration works very well during the season of Advent. And he puts out this illustration and he says it is like going to a play, a play that has five acts. And he describes the first act is creation. And we know what God did in creation. And he says the second act is the fall. The third act is the exodus or the story of the people of God, the people of Israel. The fourth act is what we are looking forward to at Christmas. The incarnation, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ as a baby. And then he goes ahead with his illustration and says, the thing is, the fifth act itself has not been played out because we are living in the fifth act. And he goes ahead to say in his illustration that what we actually do in this fifth act is indeed look back at what has happened and therefore act out this fifth act depending on what has happened. But he goes on ahead to say that what makes the fifth act, this what we are living in, most interesting is that we already know the end of the play. We know how it all ends. So as we act out here in between, we know how it started, we know the last four acts, and we know how the play ends. And Advent, to me, works very well in terms of that illustration. Looking back at what God has done, but also looking forward to what God has done. So in Advent, we journey back in the past and reflect on the prophecies of the birth of the Messiah, their fulfillments, the characters that played significant roles in the fulfillment of these prophecies. We also look forward to the coming back of Jesus Christ, or as Mike would say, the third coming of the Lord. Well, for us here at St. Paul and St. Stephen, we have been looking at one set of four themes of Advent 
Well, there are different sets, but we have been looking at the set of hope, peace, joy, and love. And today, we are reflecting on love. Love can be described as many things. In fact, the Bible itself does describe love in very many ways. But today, I just want to take two of those many ways that the Bible has described love for our reflection. So for the first one, I would just like to invite you to think of a time in your life that you felt loved. I will give you a few seconds just to peruse your memory. Of course, there might be many instances, but just a few that stand out. Call to mind that time you felt loved. Hope you've got it. With the instance that you have in your mind, I would like you to listen to the following verses written by St. Paul to the Corinthians. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I wonder how this description of love fits together with the instance that you had earlier selected. Yes, of course, we do know that love may be the tingly, hair-rising, sweeping off the feet feeling that we have once in a while. But from this reading, love is much more than just a feeling. Love is an action. And I do suspect that the instance you chose may either be of someone being patient with you, being kind, being not envious of your success, someone honoring you, someone always putting you first, someone not keeping a tab of your misgivings or wrongdoings, of someone always protecting you, trusting you, even when you think you do not deserve it, of someone who hopes, someone who probably stuck with you to the very end, someone who probably was very truthful to you, to tell you things just as they were, and someone who will never let you fail. It's not a magic trick, so I don't know whether I'm right. I might be very wrong, but I hope that describes probably what you had in mind. But that description of love, if of someone making a deliberate decision to seek our well-being rather than theirs, and mainly without expecting anything in return. 
Well, in this season of Advent, and as we look forward to Christmas, I wonder what deliberate decision you have taken to seek the well-being of others. As we prepare to joyously sing tomorrow, joy to the world. I wonder what deliberate action you might have taken to bring joy to someone's world this Christmas. I wonder as we prepare for the glorious Christmas meal, Christmas celebration, wrapping up of the presents, what action we may have taken to think of those who this Christmas will be all by themselves, without any festivities or any presents to unwrap. You see, someone made a deliberate decision in your life. Someone acted in your life. And this morning, you have just called to mind their actions. You have remembered what they did to you. Their actions seem to have made an impact in your life. Likewise, this morning, may I encourage you to act, to love, and make an impact in someone else's life. So, we have seen that love is not just a feeling, it is an action. Other than love just being an action, the Bible does also offer another description of love. And we find this on 1 John chapter 4, starting to read from verse 7, and I will read. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. From this passage, we see that God, in his very nature, his very essence, he is love. And that knowing God is knowing love. But how do we know God, one might ask. Well, as we mentioned earlier, during Advent we are invited to journey back to God's interaction with his people, and as we look forward to his coming. As we look back through scripture, we get to know God, we get to see God. And as we open our hearts for him to come and live in our hearts, for him to make our hearts his dwelling place, for him and his spirit to be upon us, for us to be his disciples. You see, God himself is love. And he showed his love to us by acting, making a deliberate decision to seek our well-being. 
when sin entered and separated the relationship between us and God, us and creation, us and one another, God loved us. God acted. He did not just sit up in heaven. He decided to act. That's the reason as to why one of the most famous verses in the world, John 3.16, reminds us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Because of God's love, because he is love, he acted. The manifestation of his love, or probably should I put it this way, the manifestation of God himself is to act by offering himself for all of us. And this, friends, this is the good news. From our reading this morning, we hear from Romans that this good news strengthens us. It gives us the strength to carry on with life. This reality that God loves us so much that he decided to act to come down and be one of us. This good news strengthens us because we do know that because of his love, the current challenges and circumstances that we face today, we do know how the story ends, that Christ is victorious. So we have seen love as an action. We have seen that God is love. And God showed his love to us by acting, sending his one and only son so that we may be reconciled to him. So how then should we respond to this love? How then should we respond to God himself? From our gospel reading is read the story of Mary. And today, the third Sunday of Advent, we do take time to reflect on Mary. And we have heard of how the angel came to her and gave her this message that she is going to bear Jesus. I must say, this is just quite an interesting point, that I, I do find the reading, the ending of that reading, very, very interesting. That, you know, the angel came to Mary and said to Mary all this thing, and Mary said, I'm just a virgin, how is this going to be? And then at the end of the conversation, Mary says to the angel, let it be to me according to your word. And the text is very, very interesting what it says next. It says, and the angel departed from her. Just like that, immediately after she said, yes, I will bear Jesus Christ, the angel just departed. Sometimes I do wonder what would have happened if she would have said no. That's just what an interesting thought. Would have the angel, maybe the angel would have said, well, I am not living until you say, I don't know, that's an interesting story. But I just found the text quite interesting. That at that point, when Mary said yes, the angel departed. But anyway, back to the point. Mary's response. Mary, when she heard this news, she said, let it be to me according to your word. Her response 
God's love was to offer herself. Sometimes we, we do sing that um, amazing song that we sing um, at Christmas. Mary, did you know? And, and we list so many things asking Mary, Mary, did you know that your son will do blah, blah, all these many things? I suppose probably she knew exactly. The answer to that song at the very end, I say, yes, she knew. But also there is something quite interesting about Mary offering herself. I suppose she did understand what was at stake here, that her character will be called to question, that her engagement to Joseph might just be called off, that maybe this child that she will bear for nine months will end up being brutally murdered and killed. This child will cause great pain to her. But still, she offered herself. That did not stop her from offering herself. This one act of just saying, yes, let it be to me according to your word, changed the course of her life forever. You see, friends, responding to God's love, accepting Jesus, does change the course of our lives forever. Since Jesus comes and lives in you, in your heart, you may end up finding yourself loving those whose society has branded as unlovable. By just Jesus being inside of you, you accepting Jesus, you may just find yourself find speaking for those who are oppressed. By Jesus being inside of you, you may find yourself residing with the last, the least, the lost, and those in the margins. As you accept Jesus, your passions may change as his heartbeat becomes yours. This Christmas, as we make preparations for all the things we do, I hope that we are preparing our response to God's love. Him sending his son Jesus Christ to come. Because this is what Christmas is all about. God's response. God's love to us. Well, as I conclude, if you found it difficult to find an incident that you felt loved, may I point you to the crib where the Christ child lay where Jesus Christ, the creator of the world, decided to come down and be one of us, to be with us, Emmanuel, because of his love for you. May I also point you to his cross, where he laid down his life for you. 
that while we were still far off, he did not discard us, but he came that we may be reconciled to him. Jesus loves you. And I pray that this Christmas, may he make it so clear to you, to your family, and to us as a community. So in conclusion, and in summary, love is many things. Feeling, the Bible describes love in many ways, and today we have reflected in two. Love as an action, and love as God. God himself as love. And that the manifestation of God is to act by offering himself to us. And how then can we respond to this love this Christmas? My suggestion is like Mary, by offering ourselves, opening our hearts, that Christ may come in. And in this final Sunday in Advent, as we hopefully expect the manifestation of God in the coming of Jesus Christ, we wish to conclude the final verse of Christina Rossetti's poem, or hymn that we do sing, a carol, in the bleak mid-winter. Just the final stanza. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet, what can I give him? Give my heart. Amen. <laughs>